Welcome to Superman and Lois, the new adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're here to talk about the latest episode of the CW's Superman and Lois, Holding the Wrench. Yeah, so in this episode, Clark encourages Lois to reach out for help after noticing her reaching a breaking point. Meanwhile, Jonathan finds himself in a dangerous situation. And lastly, Kyle encourages Sarah to audition for the musical review at school. Yeah, this was directed by Norma Bailey and written by Christy Korzak. So I'll jump right in. Overall, this is a different episode than than maybe what you would expect in typical CW superhero stuff. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? This was... It might be the heaviest episode of any of the CW shows I've ever seen. It dealt with some pretty heavy subject matter, and it was it did not shy away from emotional moments um, in this episode. It, it's hard to say, like, oh man, I really like this episode because it, it wasn't exactly fun, or it was like hard to watch at some points. But it was a very mm-hmm. good episode, and the the acting was incredible. I think. Uh, yeah, I think well said there. Obviously, very heavy, very emotional. Uh, halfway through the episode, I wasn't really sure how I felt. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was liking it, but everything came together in the end as an episode way better, uh, uh, way better than I had anticipated. So some really powerful stuff, powerful storytelling, powerful acting. Um, this might be the best episode since the pilot. I, I might say that, um, you know, not, not something you would typically think of when it comes to a Superman show, but some great stuff there. Obviously Lois Lane, gets a chance to dive into her emotional backstory and um heavy stuff there like you said so um yeah not a not exactly a fun and exciting episode it, it does have some of that typical uh superhero stuff that's done really well here but yeah very emotionally kind of a gut punch at times oh yeah for sure so i guess we can get into the breakdown of the episode here yeah and the the episode opens with this kind of framing device that they use through the whole episode of Lois at the therapist. And we kind of learn early on that she lost her temper and she's worried uh, that she might hurt somebody more. Uh, and obviously we don't know exactly what happened, but we can, maybe we can combine all of the, the Lois at therapist. We can talk about all that at the end because a lot of it deals with kind of the big reveals of this episode. And then it, it gives context to the rest of the episode. So we might just talk about that all at the, the end I was frustrated with those scenes at first. Obviously, they pay off later, um, but it's it, it's more of that frustration of I'm just being given partial information here. I want to know the story, what's what's going on, instead of the teases. Obviously, it pays off, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, I I liked it uh, a lot in retrospect, especially I think watching through the second time, which obviously that that's because you know what they are. <laughs> but I wasn't. I don't think I found myself frustrated by them. I I kind of like those things where you don't really know things. I really liked uh, the TV show Lost, and a lot of people hate it because you never find the <laughs> answers to anything. So maybe I, I have a slightly different, or I, I'm of that mindset, which some people might not be. That's probably, that's probably maybe I shouldn't watch Lost. Then. Probably not. I would probably be too frustrated. <laughs> My favorite show is a show where I know the, what the final scene would be right. before episode one even airs, and that is called <laughs> Smallville. So uh, maybe, that, maybe that's a me problem. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's been a couple weeks, they say. So the, the last episode ended with John Henry Irons almost killing Superman and him, him being locked up at the DOD and the boys helped save Superman. So, but it, I guess it's been a couple weeks since then, but it doesn't really feel like that much time has passed. Did they, did they say that? I thought, did they mean it's been a couple weeks since the last game? 
Maybe that's what they were talking about. Because I think it was meant to be the next morning they were okay. going to inter- interrogate Irons. That makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. Because in context, they're talking about they're going to have to take a break from football and they have to take their pads back in and stuff. So I think you're right. It's been a couple of weeks since the, the last game that they played. I wonder what Jordan's excuse for not playing will be. Um, Jonathan's obviously busted. I don't know why he can still go to practice and be involved there. But it sounds like Jordan's retiring. And yeah. Clark has also stopped done coaching retiring from coaching for now it they did drop it pretty quick I, i'm interested to see if they bring that back but with as much emphasis as they put on it earlier in the season especially from jordan it's kind of weird how okay he is with it so quickly yeah um and that's something they haven't touched on because it seems like football was kind of his thing that helped with it was helping with his anxiety and so with that gone you know I, that wasn't the story they were telling this week so maybe they'll get into that in the future Right. Uh, but so they're, they're standing around, they're fixing the truck that they used to, to run over uh, irons <laughs> with. And Clark's just fixing it with his powers and having Jordan helping him. And Jonathan is standing there literally holding the wrench, title of the episode. Um, but he can't really do anything because he doesn't have powers. So he he uh, teams up with Lois to help her investigate the RV. I like that this showed why the Kent's car insurance isn't ridiculously expensive. <laughs> Because they they make all the fixes themselves. And yeah, this is going on throughout the Jonathan feeling helpless and and helping Lois with the investigation. I like that angle. Yeah, and it was something that we had speculated about before we even before the show even started was maybe one of the boys has powers and the other doesn't, and the one who doesn't have powers kind of bonds with Lois over their roles in the family, um, both of them not having the superpowers that the others do and it seems like that's the direction they're going and i i think there's a lot of a lot of rich material to tell stories with there so i i'm glad to see this uh, but lois is able to authenticate by voice with the ai because she's lois lane and it shows her the secret screens about irons and they get all the, the information there i like that the technology looked like it not of our earth so it was, mm-hmm. this is just how technology developed on that earth kind of a neat little detail um but yeah quickly a way to get a lot of information about irons and get all the backstory that we kind of got in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this, the start of the, the kind of B or C plot, even of the Cushing household and uh, Sarah trying out for the musical review that her dad, Kyle was going to help her with, but he finds out later that he, he kind of finds out that he actually was chosen for the leadership program and Lana has to lie to him and he gets upset doesn't show up for the audition and Jordan gets to step in and play piano and help her audition for it. It was, it was nice to see them another friend moment. Yeah. I liked this supporting plot. Like you said here, what they were, what they're doing with the Cushing's um, Sarah, we see her journey there and you know, it, you know, it's just a cool little teen moment and Jordan helping out. I, I liked all of that and whatever's going on with Kyle. It, he's so, likable and easy to root for easy in the epi- early in the episode but then you see how quickly he can unravel with him you know he really wants to impress morgan edge but according to lana morgan edge doesn't think that highly of him and that unravels him sends him to alcohol and all the problems that causes you know he he does seem like he genuinely wants to be a good dad but he obviously has this massive flaw and there's a lot going on there i'm sure that's not the last we see of this but it felt very real and also um very heartbreaking for sarah and a little bit for kyle and lana too um lana decided to straight up lie to kyle yeah as opposed to this investigation do you think that was a smart move on her part 
Uh, no, I think that it <laughs> blow up in her face. I, I don't know if she could have trusted him to, to share that information. I think, if anything, that probably would have made him blow up even more, especially if she mentioned that she's doing this because Lois Lane is investigating Edge and is suspicious of his motives. So I, he obviously doesn't trust that already. So I, I really don't know. It's a very tough position to be put in, but I, I don't think it's going to work out well in the end. Yeah. And I think the best thing probably would have been for Lana, to be honest, and tell Kyle, how would he have reacted to that? I don't, I, th- I think they want to keep it secret that they're investigating Edge. I don't think Kyle would go off and tell Edge, you know, oh, they're, they're trying to investigate you. Maybe he would. I don't know. So maybe it was best to keep it from him. But uh, yeah, you got to think the best thing would have been for her to be honest. Like he actually wanted you, but I don't want you to blow up and die. Right. So looking out for you there. Yeah, I'm sure it will come to that, but uh, it's not going to be pretty when it does. Uh, but we get to see Superman questioning John Henry Irons at the DOD. He kind of he goes through the history of Irons on Superman's Earth. Ranger John Henry Irons. He was in the military. Ended up having a good career as a mechanical engineer, and then he yeah. he died six years ago under suspicious circumstances. Went to the private sector. A very wild backstory. It looked like he played football for Yale. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the pictures. He was in the military, obviously private sector mechanical engineer. Really talented, really intelligent. All of that stuff that they uh, get into the backstory of. It is a little interesting that they brought up that he died under suspicious circumstances. So I, I wonder if we're going to see this Earth's irons maybe get resurrected as a Kryptonian. Oh, I, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, I always take that as a science fiction's backdoor to they're not really being dead. So maybe we see John Henry Irons. You know, maybe he's right now in a cave with a box of scraps building a suit to escape uh, or something like that. I You know, I think... I always take that as a code of he, we might be seeing him. So long-term speculation, could this Irons go back to his Earth if it still exists and we get to meet the quote-unquote real John Henry Irons from Earth Prime? That could be neat. Um, I'm not sure what their angle is with it. I didn't think of him getting becoming Kryptonian, but maybe that's something too. Yeah, I, I'm i pretty much okay with anything they do. I just hope we get to keep Wally Parks for a while because mm-hmm. this guy's really, really charming and I, I like... I liked everything that we've seen from him so far yeah that's a good point and you mentioned that skipping ahead we see it looks like edge has his hands in the dod somehow so yeah is it possible uh when i don't remember how long ago that flashback was with edge episode four or five um but maybe maybe he had his hands in the military even back then it could be possible yeah i i don't remember either where how far back it was but it was he's been working on this for quite a while and he could that could be potentially the mysterious circumstances that got this john henry irons but we'll find out uh, but all that being said irons is not really cooperating with superman he only wants to talk to lois lane and we get a, a flashback of him trying to escape his earth and his ship and kal-el is punching the side of the ship trying to get in so we still don't know how that ends how you get from a to c right um but at the same time, while Lois and Jonathan are investigating in the RV, they see the the alternate version. They're kind of just casually talking about multiple Earths and different dimensions. And Lois gives him a really, really brief description of it and kind of just brushes it off as like, oh, it's just something weird. Yeah, and there's multiple planets, different people. And he's like, are there people like other versions of us? She's like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and of course, that's when she sees her version. She's married to 
John Henry Irons, and they have a daughter, Natalie, together. Multiverse is common knowledge, right? We all know. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Irons also tells Superman about the evil Kal-El killing Lois Lane, and I think that makes a pretty big impact on him, and he is maybe believing this Irons a little more or is a little more sensitive to him. Yeah. So, sorry there. Um, six years ago, Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. episode okay. four, <laughs> Haywire. It was six years ago. So, good pull from you. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. When that first edge flashback was. I'm guessing we will see that come back again. <laughs> uh, but then Clark Clark talks to Lois on the phone and says that Kal-El was just like him until he started killing innocent people because he's looking at some newspapers from that earth. But he thinks he can talk to Irons now that he knows where he's coming from. I I wonder, still want to know what the backstory of Kal-El on his earth is. I if he was good and then turned bad, but it, this sounds like he was, which that's, that's not great. That's where it's leading. I wonder if it could be a situation where these Kryptonian hosts jumping into bodies. What if that's not yeah. even, what if that's Zod or Jaxer or any number of evil bad guys who that's just really took over point. the body of Kal-El? Yeah. That's a really good point because he didn't, he didn't turn bad until the Kryptonians showed up and, Irons took that to mean that he was loyal to the to the Kryptonians, but it could possibly mean that that Kal-El was kind of infected by an evil Kryptonian. That's a really good point. That, I mean, we don't have any backstory, so it's just speculation, but maybe yeah. that makes the most sense. Sam Lane tries to talk to Irons. So Sam Lane tries to talk to, to Irons, but uh, he basically says if that doesn't work, he's going to have him tortured by Lieutenant Trask, who's an absolutely giant of a man and seems pretty eager to do that yeah really way too eager yeah i'm gonna i like you sam i'm gonna go get my things he's he's like please let me torture this guy yeah uh at at the same time jonathan is looking through the rv by himself and he sees the video of kal-el killing lois which is pretty tough to watch i would assume for uh the son of those two that's gotta be dramatic yeah and immediately after that he starts searching around more and he finds the secret compartment of guns but the AI is going to kill him because he found the guns and he can't identify himself. So Lois has to call Clark, who comes at the very last second and blocks the bullet. So it was an extremely close call. Almost like to have an ELT to be able to... Almost. Um, <laughs> he, maybe he'll get one after this. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, there's more on this. Yeah, but Jonathan was looking for weapons because Clark and Jordan basically are weapons, is what he says. And he has no way to protect himself or to protect him and his mom. And this is where Lois blows up at Jonathan. This is the the angry outburst that we saw or that she was talking about to the therapist at the beginning of the episode. Calls him reckless and stupid and says that if he had died, it would have been his fault. Obviously, Jonathan's very upset. This was a really, really like intense emotional fight. Not something I was expecting to see from this TV show. Very, very intense. Um this is the part in the episode like after this everything flips and everything sort of starts getting explained yeah um but at the at the moment you're like lois what is what is wrong with you <laughs> like why yeah. are you so angry and it's kind of a good reminder of maybe don't judge people based i mean you gotta actions are important obviously so i don't want to like that but so i don't mean to undervalue that but there is mm-hmm. something to trying to understand what other people are going through and why they're they're being this and being the way they are and getting the full picture which is soon revealed for Lois. So I think that was a good reminder, almost the way they did that. So this person is seemingly just being angry, being a little extreme for the situation going on. But there's obviously much more to the story than that. Um, 
and I kind of like how that was revealed. Yeah, I, d- I did like it, and I liked that we kind of got slow fit. And like you said, we, we don't know exactly why she's reacting so strongly, to, but once you find out, it makes perfect sense. And it's a good reminder, you know, why Superman comics are cool because of getting reminders like this. That's why I think it bothered us last week when Superman was standing over a defenseless guy with yeah. red eyes ready to punch him um, because Superman, theoretically, this veteran Superman would know be able to see there's more to this story have an idea maybe there's more to the story what's going on with irons and he's not a threat right now so i don't need to try to intimidate him um but this this is handled much better here yeah man i felt bad for clark trying this extreme situation yelling lots of yelling going on and he just doesn't know what to say well i felt bad for everybody in the scene actually um yeah and then but clark steps up and suggests that Maybe she go back to the therapist that she had seen earlier, uh, and he he understands that maybe he can't fill that role right now, which I think takes a pretty big person to figure that out and admit that, and then be okay with s- suggesting that. Yeah, I think their relationship continues to be really cool because mm-hmm. uh, Clark had, as Superman earlier had said, "If you need me to come home right now and talk about this," we didn't know right then. You know, he just heard about Natalie. We didn't know what that meant to him then. But you can see then how he was trying to be there, be supportive. Um, if they needed to talk it out together, they could. But he tries again here. Most clearly isn't ready, capable, willing, whatever, to talk to Clark. And so he steps up and says, talk to someone you can, because obviously she needed to talk to someone. Right. So Irons and Sam Lane are still uh, talking to each other. And he tells Sam Lane that, Kal-El killed him on the other earth and that he will turn on them if the Kryptonians show up. I It doesn't seem like Sam Lane is too convinced by this, but we, we do see later that he's got a bunch of weapons and we've known that he's been stockpiling Kryptonite and he's even got like the 7734. So I don't know. I don't really know exactly where Sam Lane stands and I don't think they want you to quite yet. I don't know. I think he says exactly where he stands later in the mm-hmm. episode when he says, I hope for the best, but I prepare for the worst. I think that tells you almost everything you need to know about Sam Lane as a military man right there. Yeah. So he's, I think deep down, he wouldn't think Superman was capable of turning, but he is so paranoid and wants to be prepared for that 1% chance. <laughs> if he thinks there's even a 1% chance that he has to be prepared. Oh, yeah. I said we were going to talk about the therapist stuff at the end, but I think it's probably, this makes more sense to bring it up now where we find out that yeah, uh, Lois had a miscarriage and they were going to name the daughter Natalie. So this is, this was definitely the, like the gut punch that you alluded to earlier. This is, this is a really, really heavy moment that I wasn't expecting to see on a Superman uh, and Lois TV show. But this was, I think this definitely added the context that you need to understand Lois's outburst and brings like the the acting in this scene was really really yeah great job by bitsy uh very again very intense surprising this is something i didn't see coming it fills stuff in um i don't really have much to say Mm -hmm. other than it was a tremendously well done scene obviously experts who know more much more qualified to talk on this subject than us are qualified uh experienced therapists and that would be better for us um but from my point of view i thought it was handled really well and done with a lot of care um and they address not just lois's concerns but parents concerns 
um, who have been through something like that or something similar, something they can relate to. Just really intense, um, really well done. Uh, I give the show a lot of credit for tackling such a serious and, and personal and emotional topic. Yeah, and weaving it into this story in a believable way, you know, that there's fantastical things that would never happen happening on this show, but uh, her son being in danger is totally something that could happen in real life. And then having that stronger reaction because of, you know, the miscarriage in the past that that totally makes sense to me. And it, it was really nice to see the therapist, you know, talk her through the understanding that it isn't her fault. And there just are things outside of your control sometimes. And so, yeah, like you said, we were obviously not ex- experts, but it, to me, I, I agree with you. I think they handled it very well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so like mixed on the multiverse aspect of this show so far and what they're doing with it. I'm, I'm, it might go somewhere cool. So I'm not judging it or anything like that. Um, I still wonder if it, that was necessary, but this is kind of the best use I have seen of this. Um, mm-hmm of having a, having the multiverse there because what's, what's great about Superman or science fiction or anything like that is really relatable events done in crazy scientific sci-fi ways. So Lois might have been set off, and if this was the real world or whatever, she might have been set off by meeting someone named Natalie or, um, you know, seeing somebody have a daughter and she think you know, any number of ways, you know, yeah. everybody responds to that differently. Um, but here's this insane multiverse aspect where you actually see someone looks like you married to someone else who had a child named Natalie and but it the show did a great job of grounding it in those characters and seeing how she reacted to it like the even the way John says um sorry everybody says I'm sorry I didn't get to meet sorry, you sis you seem you. cool yeah. yeah and that's like um before you get the full information that's kind of it's kind of like this strange multiverse thing but Revealing that, looking back, I mean, I'm sure that's how he feels at the end of the episode. Like, right. obviously, it wouldn't have been exactly like that. It's a million different variables are different. But he has to wonder, you know, what if I had had a little sister? What would it have been like? Would she have played the guitar? I'm sure those are all things running through his mind. Right. And, of course, the same for Lois and, and seeing that there. Um, seeing everything about this daughter that she didn't have, but it's the idea of in a different world, you know, um, so it's this fantastical elements that were really grounded with the characters. I think that's something you pointed out a long time ago when they were talking about grounded with all these ridiculous superhero things, but the show did it here. Grounded. The story is not grounded, but the characters are. Yeah. And it does give them, you know, this is, they have sold this as a family show and this, the show is, this episode was definitely heavy on, you know, the drama that can happen within a family and it, it was believable and it was very well acted and handled well and i it gives a whole lot of context to the relationships that these these people have and especially lois with her with jonathan now which i i don't think we we haven't really seen a whole lot of interaction between her and jonathan there's been a lot of focus on jordan because of his powers and everything so this was this was really cool to see that in this episode to see them coming together closer um and Obviously, you don't want them to go through this experience, but it was nice that they went through it together and they could work through it together. Yeah, she's in general been more focused on Edge Story, her career, all of that. While Clark has taken time away from work, he's been with the boys more. And here they really focused on Lois Lane, not the journalist, not as necessarily just the wife of Superman or Clark, but Lois Lane, the person. 
and what she's going through and what she's dealing with. Yeah. Um, getting back to the DOD and John Henry Irons and everything, uh, Trask and Rossetti are transporting him back to his cell and Trask wants to torture Irons. He's really big into torture. <laughs> um, but Rossetti evidently, we find out, has Kryptonian powers and he kills Trask and kidnaps Irons. Yeah. So Morgan Edge's scheme runs deep. And then there's a, I believe this was a deleted scene, Sam trying to convince Superman to bring Lois in. There wasn't a whole lot to this, just a, a little bit of context of Sam Lane wants to bring Lois in, and that's why we see her later. Yeah. Um, but as Rossetti is kidnapping Irons, he hits Irons, hits the alarm, which lets everybody know that something bad's happening. And Sam Lane tells Superman not to go down there because that's where all the kryptonite weapons are. Sector 5, room 7734. Uh, but Superman goes down there anyway because he's a hero. Is that maybe the coolest Superman moment in the show so far? It might be. <laughs> uh, Sam Lane saying, if you go down there, you might not come back. Yeah. Superman just nods his head, super speeds down there. <laughs> that is one of the simplest, coolest, awesomest Superman things I've seen in the show so far. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, and Rosetti attacks Superman with the kryptonite gas, uh, but Superman's like able to help Irons escape, which this guy has said very clearly that he wants to kill you and that he doesn't like you, but still Superman helps him escape, uh, even despite all that. And Rosetti, while he's fighting with Superman, says, see, you're on the wrong side, trying to convince him, maybe. And he also says, you're lucky I have a mission and tries to leave. But that's when Irons comes back and stabs him. So I, I don't know exactly what his mission was. Maybe his mission was to get Irons and to bring him back. Yeah, I have no idea. So still more mysteries in the Edge thing. Uh, Edge has these people going on missions. I don't know what he's building an army for. If Edge himself is Edge. Like we have to question everything about this show. I thought this guy was Captain Luther for six and a half episodes. Right. He is not a Luther. So um, obviously we're dealing with incomplete, incomplete information here. Uh, but obviously Irons has Superman right where he wants him now. He, he has a spear, the kryptonite spear. Superman's damaged and hurt and uh, he's going to kill him with it. But Lois shows up right at the last second and gets him to stop by talking about Natalie, about anger, about not being responsible uh, for things outside of your control. And she convinces him, it seems she convinces him that Superman won't turn on this world. He's good and he's never going to change. And he asks her how she knows and she says, I know. And he accepts that. So this... This all happened a little faster than I thought it would. I thought maybe it would take a few more episodes of showing and convincing Irons to make sure that he understands that this Superman is different. But this, it seems like he has accepted that already. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, first off, I think the Kryptonite fight was cool. I think it would be nice if Emil Hamilton was around. He could maybe make Superman a, a lead shielded suit or something like that. But I think those those weapons look cool and I think those are all going to come in useful later i like that apparently that gas that samling says that works specifically on the lungs so that's why rosetti could just wear a mask and not need to cover his whole body um some pretty nasty stuff uh but that was cool and yeah i i made the bruce wayne and batman v superman comparisons last week but i didn't think there would literally be irons with a kryptonite spear to superman's chest lois running in to help stop that i did not think think that was going to come but Apparently they're not shying away from similarities there. And I don't I don't know if this is the one thing I I don't know that I buy it that Irons would have stopped. It seems like it's been his mission for months, maybe years, to right. kill Superman. Um and later in the episode he acknowledges that Lois is not 
his Lois. So her giving that speech, would that have been enough to convince him? And then Sam Lane apparently freeing Irons and not yeah. being like, hey, I know you killed some people. I know you put your ship at a city earlier this year and tried to kill Superman multiple times, but you seem like a good dude now. Why don't you just go with all your crazy tech and your wild RV? Yeah, that that his Irons' switch to accepting Superman and then everybody else's switch to accepting him happened way faster than I thought it would be. But that, I mean, I accept it. It's fine. You got to suspend your belief for a while. But I hope that just means that there's a lot more story to tell that they need to get through so they can't waste time on this. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they got there. I thought, I don't know if it was quite earned, but I do like that Iron says, you know, it's not like we're going to start teaming up now. So it's not, yeah. it's not there. It's a, it, there's still more work to be done. Yeah, he he's not ready to to fight side by side with this Superman, which totally makes. Sense. I also I also liked how in a lesser show maybe they would have injected some sort of drama where Lois is confused or more relationship drama, like like I was married to this guy and she wanted to talk to him or something like that, and or he wanted to talk to her. They didn't do anything like that. They acknowledged, um, they kind of acknowledged everything in a really mature way, and even Irons himself how he said, you know, you're not the person I want to talk to. You just look like her. And I think I kind of summed it all up. And, and they're like Clark and Lois and John all were really mature about a really weird situation. Yeah. A whole lot of tough things to, to tackle in this episode that, that across the board, I think they did a really good job, like you say, of handling really maturely. Um, but as you, as we were talking about earlier, Sam kind of explains the synthetic kryptonite, how it works and explains that he has all these weapons because he has to prepare for the worst even if Superman turns bad and it seems like Superman is somewhat okay with that obviously he's upset but he gets right back to work and goes on to explain Lois's theory about Edge transferring Kryptonian sentience sentience into human bodies so this is that army that he's working on yeah so that's just this apparently is Lois's theory that they're just throwing out there now, which seems like a leap, but it does make sense with whatever was going on with Derek Powell and everything like that. But that opens a ton of questions. Who is the, I think there's another twist. Who is the real big bad of this storyline? Is Edge working with someone? Why? Or did someone take over Edge? Uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot to to come in there. And it, we've, we're thinking Kryptonians because of the powers and everything, but it could be another, you know, it could be anyone. Um, alien with powers i suppose it could be, be a lot of different things i i'm stuck on this and i like this theory that you talked about earlier of maybe a kryptonian taking over kal-el on the other planet and maybe somehow because we still haven't seen the escape like you said maybe whatever spirit took over kal-el on that earth somehow made it to this earth and is who took over edge or is somebody who worked with them or whatever there somebody's working with edge and that we find out that that evil Kryptonian is now on this earth and Irons will have a chance to revenge his family on this earth. Huh. <laughs> it would be, that's, that's confusing, but it would be nice to see. <laughs> yeah, it's it really complicated. There's a lot of different ways this could go. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess just more mysteries to be revealed. And yeah, so Irons is just hanging outside the kit house and his, his RV now. He's totally free. Interesting. Uh, but this is where Lois kind of has her sit down and makes up with Jonathan, explains about Natalie, shows him pictures and says that she was pregnant when they're 18 months after the twins were born. So it looks like Natalie would have been pretty close to their age. Yeah. Depending on how far along she was, you know, 
couple years difference there. Uh, but she, she has a really good line of, we are the extraordinary humans in a family of super people and we have to stick together. And so this is, this is the kind of stuff that I really wanted to see is the two people who have powers and the two people who don't have powers bonding over their roles in the family and what they can and can't do. But obviously Superman would not exist without Lois. And I think Jordan would definitely not be where he is without Jonathan. So it's, it's nice to see those, um, those balances. Yeah. Yeah, a, a cool scene to share between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, again, I kind of wish Jordan had been there for that also. Yeah. Like probably, I know that wasn't the point of the episode, but much like Clark probably should have brought Jonathan to the fortress earlier, Lois probably should include Jordan in here. Uh, but Superman, he, uh, well, Clark pretends to, to show up from somewhere else at the Kent farm um, to talk to Irons and says that he wants Irons around to help if there's a war later, but this is where... He says that he's not ready to fight next to Superman yet. Um, and Irons is just going to go on a road trip, I guess. And <laughs> it seems like it was pretty easy to make the AI stop calling him Luther. He just had it delete the profile and say, okay, start calling me Irons. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Jonathan should have tried that earlier right. in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Captain Luther. I know my voice print doesn't match, but I've got a cold. Right. <laughs> so yeah, overall, just a, a very heavy episode with a whole lot of heavy stuff, but as we've said multiple times, I, I think they handled it really well. Definitely a lowest spotlight, which I was mm-hmm. glad to see. Um, yeah, it's tough to call it, like we said, it's not, I wouldn't call this a fun or entertaining uh, episode or anything like that. Uh, it's tough to watch at times, but no, very well done. Just a little little bit of past Superman history. I looked in the credits, and it is Spencer Leg as Lieutenant Jason Trask. Jason Trask was a semi-big character in season one of Lois and Clark appeared in a couple episodes. He he interrogated Lois and Clark at the Daily Planet trying to get information on Superman. So I guess that's why the name is a nod there. He was a little bit older, connected to Bureau 39. Uh, he returned in Smallville, not the TV show, in an episode of Lois and Clark when they went to Smallville. Uh, had a fight, a kryptonite-powered... Kryptonite was there, so a man-to-man fight with Clark and Trask, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm guessing that name is a nod to that. Uh, that's cool. I'm glad they could have called this one character anybody, but I'm glad they went with something like that. Yeah, especially with this character not ending up being all that important on the show. It's it's nice to have that little callback to the. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so next episode, loyal subjects. There's a promo out there. What do you think? It does this thing again where it it's a little frustrating. The end of almost the end of every episode is somebody who's mad at somebody else has made up and they like each other, and then the promo that shows literally like five seconds after that is those two people being mad at each other again so it looks like lois is mad at jonathan he's being risky or doing something that he shouldn't be doing um but i'm i'm sure we'll get more context in the the full episode and it looks like things might finally move forward with edge's plan which it's been pretty slow getting details on that but it looks like things might we might finally get closer towards where that's what what's what his plan is there yeah, Lois says that the, the war is starting now, which I, I think probably makes sense if they're going to flip to him being the big bad and there's still there's a lot of ground to cover with him, I think. So the like we said, the maybe the little bit rushed part of this episode is making room for, for that story to go on. Yeah, I'm curious how, I think we're both sure Irons will return, but how yeah. and when and why, I, I don't know how long he'll be gone, but we'll see. Definitely. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.